Hey guys, welcome to episode number 63 of the Mimi B Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and you're listening to the Mimi B Magazine podcast, a lifestyle podcast all on health, relationships, sex, career, and self-development. This podcast is designed to entertain, inspire, and to motivate you to become the best version of yourself possible. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hello, everybody. I am here with Miss Chessie King. Hello. <laughs> we are sitting in Chessie's living room right now. She has such a gorgeous flat in London. We're also recording a vlog at the same time. So hello, YouTube. Yeah, double trouble. Double trouble. Um, I'm really, really happy to have Chessie sitting here next to me for the podcast. I wanted to do a podcast with you since I've actually started the podcast. You're on the name or oh. you're on the list of names of people I wanted to do a podcast with. And finally... I've sat you down and we can do this. We're here. We're here. You've locked me in. No, I love it because we were saying earlier that I remember Mimi about four or five years ago saying, it was probably about four years ago, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Saying, um, I really want to just sit down with a load of girls and just talk girl stuff. And I love that. And that is what you've created. And it's incredible. I love it. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really, really happy. And yeah, it's so funny. We actually met like, what, like three years ago or something? Yeah. Like two and a bit years ago. And I I hadn't started my podcast yet. I had even launched my... A magazine and two magazine. It was still a blog and it was like before Made in Chelsea and like I just had all these dreams and I remember telling you what I wanted to do and now you're like replaying it back to me and I'm just like wow I forgot that I even said that like I knew early on. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah but that's so like that is what we need more of in life like for us to actually say this is what I'm gonna do and you've done it like it just shows that you can do anything. Thank you. Well let's talk about you because you've done so much the past few years um, for the listeners that aren't familiar with you, do you want to kind of recap and and tell them what you're all about? Yeah, so I um, I'm Chessie. Um, <laughs> I um, I say a presenter, and I use social media um, to try and help inspire as many people as possible. Um, I spread everything from happiness to confidence to um, looking after yourself in the best way. Um, I was a presenter from like the age of 17. Um, so I did a lot for OK Magazine. I did all their red carpet events. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't even know that. That's yeah. amazing. So that's like all I've ever wanted to do presenting. Um, and I, yeah, I was doing loads of events and stuff. And then Bronte, my sister, um, said about three, four years ago, she was like, I think you should start sharing your presenting on Instagram. And I was like, Instagram's j- literally for me, Instagram was just, um, putting a filter on a photo and like, of like a cat and being like, yeah, okay, <laughs> there it is. And I didn't realize anyone could see it. Like, honestly, I had no idea. I was like, no one wants to see what I'm doing. And she was like, honestly, you, you, you need to. Mm-hmm. So I think I just start, started sharing a little bit more. And only in the last year and a half have I really kind of honed in and, and realized exactly what I want to use the platform for. Cause there's obviously so much out there that says, social media is bad and using your phone is bad and all these negative connotations around the use of social media and especially Instagram and I just kind of thought right I want to use it for good and if I'm going to use it at all I just want to use it to support people and help as many people as I possibly can so yeah it has been an interesting I don't like the word journey but it's been 
yeah an, an interesting, interesting time time yeah yes. yeah and I never thought I don't think any of us thought that um it would be what it is and I do a lot of work outside of social media that people don't see um so therefore they think that that's all I do Instagram but actually all the presenting I do for live events and charity work and all of this I don't really post too much of because yeah. I see it as uh Instagram is still part of my my love and passion for helping people but then my job is separate mm-hmm. but they do merge obviously you know that they merge quite a lot so yeah well you've grown like exponentially since I even met you just a couple years ago and it's crazy like how did you grow so quickly on Instagram um I thought you meant height I was like I've always been six well no but if you did I'd be like give me some of that (laughs) Um, I don't know I think the more I open up and the more I share um the more people can relate to oh my god you're so right. It's all about vulnerability. Yeah. And I was actually thinking about this earlier today. I was reading this book and it was talking about like, you know, influence and stuff. You need to like be so vulnerable with people if you want them to actually really like you and understand yeah. you. Because if you just act like a lot of Instagrammers just act like, oh yeah, like this is me naturally. Like I'm just so perfect naturally. And they won't even post a story without makeup on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, whatever you do you. But yeah. like, you are so open and vulnerable on your Instagram and like you add so much value that isn't really added in other accounts because like you'll show like one of my favorite things you do on Instagram. If you guys don't follow Chessie, go check her out. Um, she'll do like before and after kind of uh, picture collages being like before like, you know, with a filter and then like after it's like real life. And it's so funny because it's so true. And it's like just making that the norm is so important, I think, because so many girls like I know for me, if I'm taking a photo and all of them turn out to like not look good in quotes, um, you know, I'll get like kind of upset. I'm like, oh, like, why can't I just get it? Like, you know, all these other girls probably just get it so easy. It just looks like it's so easy for them. And it's like, no. Like you're, you're showing the truth and that's so important, I think. Thank you. I do try. And it's funny because I was thinking about this the other day, even though I preach and and not preach, but I share a lot of uh, body confidence Mm -hmm. messaging. I always revert back to when I'm taking a photo, I revert back to trying to look nice in a photo. Like, honestly, it's almost like it's programmed in our brain in 2019 to actually look nice in photos. But, but yet there I am promoting body confidence and, and looking your most real self and whatever. But actually, I realised the other day, I was taking a photo in a mirror and I was like, why have I just put my leg o- across my leg over and made my legs look longer? I was like, no, 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 Tessie, you don't need to do that because that's not how you look all the time. But yeah, I did that like automatically. Like I'm a robot following this like cult of trying to look nice. So it was really interesting. It was like a moment of, at- what am I doing? This is conflicting my messaging. Yeah, And I didn't post the photo but it yeah. made it actually made me stop and realize like I'm still doing that even though I'm like take like I, I share so many photos of like my tummy not looking like how it should do yeah. or I think all of these perfect images that we see are almost like subconsciously set deep within like our core of thinking that's how we should look and that's 100%. so worrying for young girls like 100% I, I honestly find all of it so scary and I think for my daughters Mm. uh, like I'm just so worried like what will happen and I want to be that mother figure that's like you're strong you're powerful you're brave you can do anything and your looks aren't everything exactly I don't want to call them all the time you're beautiful you're you're pretty like oh you're good looking it's not that for me like you're smart you're passionate 
and you can do anything like you're fearless like yeah with with me and hopefully Matt if he is the father of my child children <laughs> um, he's already run away knowing that I want like four or five I used to want nine <laughs> and you he's like okay. yeah oh I used to God. watch that program 16 and counting oh and it was the it was the American family that kept him yeah. just popping them out and I you was like that Honestly, I was like, all I want is a big family. My mum's like, do not tell that to your future husband because he will run a mile. <laughs> You'll like, then have to gain body confidence with your vagina. Yeah. <laughs> it will be loose. <laughs> Imagine me popping out 16 and have like an army of kings. You know, I think everyone <laughs> says they want a lot of kids until they're like two in and they're like, okay, one more. <laughs> I know, exactly. Yeah. Like every time I say it to a mum or like a new mum, she's like, just wait until you've had Just your first wait. one. And I'm like, yeah. No, I promise, but I can't. I can't say it until I've had one. Although oh I want one so bad. I know. Do you have baby fever? Because like I've I wanted fully a baby get that since I was four. Honestly, <laughs> since you were four. Yeah, like honestly, when I had like I yeah. used to look after like baby Annabelle, and I used to be like, "Mommy, I want a real one." She was like, "You're you're four. You're four. You are a baby." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're a baby yourself. But I was like, "I want to be a mummy." Um, but honestly, I, I, yeah, I want to be a mum so oh bad. God, I, I just want to give my love to like a child and grow them, like grow raise with them, yeah. them, but also raise them in just like a way that my parents did incredibly, but also a way that I want her to be in the future. Like I know I say her, I, I hope I have a boy too. Yes, but for me, I think it's so important just empowering. Um, y- y- young, yeah, girls. young girls because yeah. it's so true like I don't know one girl who hasn't gone through self-image issues no. growing up no. and I don't know why I know so many men that haven't mm. What what's the difference I know is it because women we're just you know stereotypically like if we're not pretty we don't get anywhere like we're not yeah. as you know like men can get away with a lot more apparently yeah. like but like I feel like now that's shifting and a lot of men are opening up I feel like it's because we don't hear men speak about it and we don't hear yeah. boys yeah. at a young age speak about it because they're told to not like that's like we're too. told we're we should be beautiful and pretty and and every time you see a baby you naturally go oh it's so gorgeous you don't yeah. say oh wow it looks so strong and so you obviously don't say that yeah. to a child but yet um, a young boy at school is probably never going to open up and say, I'm feeling really awful today because in their head and probably the messaging that they've heard is, oh, I've got to be strong. I've got to be a manly. tough man. Yeah. And I think that now, as we speak more and more about mental health, is actually becoming apparent that men did go through it. So it's interesting that you say that. Like, okay, you're right then. Totally. I think, I think. I just know from, like, my boyfriend and stuff, like, he's never, like, you know, I know with me and, like, a lot of my close girlfriends, it's, like, there are periods um, of time when we were in our preteen years or, you know, early teens where it's, mm-hmm. like, literally, like, suicidal thoughts, like, you know, eating disorder thoughts, like, really intense, dark mm-hmm. stuff. And yeah, totally. I'm not trying to, you know, no, no, no. Like I know, men for sure have go go through that as well. But I just yeah. feel like, why is it that like every woman I know has been through something like that? I know, and I uh, like I find it really difficult to hear stories with uh, like really, really intense stories with girls that actually they that I I always say that you're never alone and you can get help, like mm. specialist or family or whatever. Yeah. But actually, some girls suffer so badly that they 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 can't get out of that and it's still in their heads at our age like I yeah I find that so horrible like the worst thing at that age and I find like 17 18 you're still a teenager and you're still going through these changes and that is a massive time like 
Sorry, yeah. It's okay. Um, I find that, like, I went through acne at 17, 18, and I had fine skin up to then. And actually, that was the time that I was, I was, like... I was kind of growing into a woman and I was like, well, why is this happening? That was such a horrible time for me. I was like, my self-confidence is being destroyed by my acne and my skin, I felt so conscious about that. Actually, it it kind of stumped my growth as a woman around that period. And even though like you're still growing from, I mean, I'm still learning every single day. We all are. But that kind of period of my life, I was like, why is this being thrown at me when it's the most important time in in my eyes? So how did you get through that? Like, where did you get your confidence from? Because obviously now you are literally one of the most confident people on Instagram, it seems. And I just want to know, like, how did you come from being really self-conscious with, you know, skin issues and like feeling like really awkward at that phase in your life to where you are now? Yeah, it's interesting because I I was confident as a younger girl. My my parents always remind me that I'd go up to like strangers, like families sitting in the park and I'd go up and sit with them and I'd be like, hi, my name's Chessie. And I'd get like their baguette and like interview them and be like, how's your day? And like interview them with the baguette like it was my microphone. Like oh my I God. loved meeting new people. Like honestly, I would go up to anyone and be like, you look so cute or like, mm-hmm. oh, like, I, I love, love your dress or I love your skirt. Like I had so much confidence as a young girl, but not like in your face, like I'm the best confidence at all. But I've just never, like happiness ever, confidence. Happiness yeah, yeah, confidence. Yeah, yeah. I think there is a fine line between being confident and standing at the front of the room to talk to people and want to share it. And there's a, there's a confidence where all you want to do is blah, 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 talk about yourself. And yeah. I have never been one to yeah. be like that. But I think my parents always helped me they just encouraged me to do as many activities as I possibly could when I was younger like and they never said no to anything if I said I want to go and play the piano they'd be like okay well let's take you to piano lessons like you might not they'd never say it but they knew it's something that I might not ever end up doing but it was that confidence of I can do it you can try at least yeah Yeah. and my mum would always say like the mantra I can and I will so I think it's just it's kind of embedded in me in a real nice like soft confidence that's not like yeah rah, rah, like mm. an aggressive confidence so I think from about 18 and, and my skin is still affecting me to this day are you I, serious your skin literally looks so like a porcelain doll you're so sweet yeah thank you no seriously I think when when like now I realize it the age of 25 that yeah. no one is looking and I always say no one that. is looking no one, like you don't look at like this bit that I am conscious of and go oh Chessie's got bad skin never I, I literally look at you and I'm like she has amazing skin oh you're so sweet I swear thank to god you. thank you but I I mean like I still go through days where I'm like I love now and I've only just really got to the point of actually being so confident without makeup and being like actually you know what if you're looking at my spots then like bad Felicia like if you yeah. actually care what I, like about yeah myself. if anyone's even looking I don't care like who you are if you're, you're if anyone be- is like oh my god look at your skin like yeah. why would you want to hang out with them anyways exactly. and no one even would do that exactly so, yeah. no one would um but yeah I think it's just a it's been like a long process and I do have days like I'm quite like a chameleon in ways that I in some um like in some environments or in some situations I love like I, I'm always like, as like my friends say, I'm the loudest sometimes and like I'll always get involved in like conversation. But then there's some times where like 
and I think it's when really strong personalities are in the room or like yeah if like I go on a press trip and I'm thrown with like loads of different personalities sometimes I'll be so quiet but not sad quiet just literally just like taking it all in and I don't need to speak because I'm like kind of working out everyone's like dynamics but then people will be like people that know me like I went on a press trip the other day and people like one of my really good friends who was on the trip was like, you're so quiet. And I was like, I'm fine. Like, I'm absolutely fine. But it's because I kind of, I adapt to different situations. Mm. And people think that I've lost my confidence when I'm quiet. But I'm like quietly confident. I'm still there. You don't need to be go, go, go all the time. No, exactly. So. And I feel very similar to that. Like at family functions, if I'm just like tired. Yeah. Like, I don't want to talk to everybody. No, but yet you're like. But you know when to switch it on. Yeah, exactly. So, but are there steps that you took? Like, were, are there certain tips that you'd have for a listener or a viewer um, on how to become confident in your own skin? Yeah. So I think finding what works for you and that is anything that can be like your your gym routine it doesn't even have to be going to the gym like just moving like finding out what works for you with clothes like I never really follow trends I kind of just wear what Mm. makes me feel amazing finding what works for you with food like that gives me confidence like if I've eaten like a heavy meal or I've eaten something that makes me feel bloated like my confidence goes like uh, it rockets it plummets plummets me too (laughs) yeah but I think anybody that you feel kind of like weighed down physically you're like ugh, exactly you feel like a slug but um finding what works for you but what do you do when that happens because obviously like it's inevitable like life happens you're gonna be at a party and eat something that'll make you bloated like what do you do when you feel like you've you've come face to face with your unconfident self oh I I talk to myself I give myself a little pep talk and I'm like you're okay Jess like no one is noticing and like yeah say if it is bloated I just like pretend I'm pregnant I remember literally in America like a few years ago I was so bloated for the whole trip because I don't really do well with traveling and bloating and I, I literally pretended for the whole week I was pregnant I like held my belly and I was so proud I was like yeah everyone thinks I'm carrying a child <laughs> but I'm actually just carrying just food <laughs> wait yeah, did people was... actually think you were pregnant I don't know like I got some looks and I was like I don't care like I'm practicing um but no I I, I just think like having a little pep talk like any day that I look in the mirror and I'm like oh my god like I hate not not I hate or mm-hmm. like I revert back to my old ways of like bullying myself yeah. and being like oh that looks gross on yeah. you and you know those days where you try on an outfit and you're like oh yuck and then you go through like 15 outfits you're like nope that's it I'm not going like on a, it's like <laughs> you're um, literally doing the Grinch have you yeah. seen the Grinch where he's like he tries on all these outfits he goes right that's it I'm not going because <laughs> he just can't find something that looks good on him but yeah so I'm basically the Grinch no <laughs> I love Christmas but um I I just kind of yeah, I have a little sit down with myself and I'm like, it's okay to feel like that. You don't have to feel amazing all the time. And there are going to be some days where like my hormones or whatever, like I just feel like it, as a woman, you have so many different things going on that actually like you've got to give yourself a break and be like, you're okay. constantly changing every day of the Everything. month. Yeah. Your hormones are not the same Never from one hour to the next. No, And mad. men are like, their hormones stay pretty balanced I most know. of the time. Women... You know, it's amazing because we do create babies, so we have to have this hormonal crazy change a lot. Um, But yeah, it's it's really, it's tough, but that's amazing that you can just like, when you're feeling that way, look yourself in the mirror and say, Chessie, stop. Yeah. Like, not now. Yeah, you're okay. You're okay. You're absolutely fine. And sometimes it's fine to feel like that. Like, I... uh, 
I don't let it stop me doing from doing things like yeah. I used to. And I used to, when I had like a really bad flare up with my skin or I was feeling like I'd put on a bit of weight. And like back then I would literally like, I'd not go out. Like I, I would just hate it. I'd like, there'd be plans to go for dinner and I'd be like, I can't like my skin is so bad. And I feel just like, like a puff of So fish. do you think your confidence is better now since your skin has cleared up or do you think it's something in your mind that's changed? Like, for example, the weight thing, let's talk about that. Cause mm. like, you know, so many women struggle with it. Like how, what kind of advice would you give to someone, um, that is very self-conscious about, you know, that extra 10 pounds on their body and mm. they don't want to do anything? Yeah, that's so hard. And that's something that I talk about a lot with body confidence. It's not a size. It's not a weight. For me, it took me a long time to, to realize that because I would always try and be my like smallest self and I'd do bikini competition and I did all these things like stupid diets that most people have done. Most people are. I've done every diet. Everything. <laughs> and now I realize like actually just making best friends with your body, no matter what size or shape you are. Like I, I can fly sometimes like obviously like around Christmas yeah like obviously you can eat more and actually I don't even look at myself in a way now that I'm like oh that is gross like what have I done I'm just like best friends with my body and I'm like if I said to you like I would never look at you and be like oh my god your legs look awful in those jeans I would never I wouldn't be your friend if you did exactly so why would I say it about myself like I would never ever say to my best friend, oh my God, that spot on your forehead. Whoa, girl, you need to cover that up. Like, why would I say that to myself? So I kind of train myself in a way of like thinking, because I'm so encouraging to my best friends or like, oh my God, you look insane in that Mm. dress. I'm like, God damn, like literally encouraging them. And I'm like, why don't I do that to myself? And actually I'm the one that's stuck with my body for the rest of my life. Like we're going to go through life together. And I kind of just think of it as like this partnership. Like I'll look after you if you look after me. And like, I'll speak nicely to you, my body, if, if my body is good to me. Like I think last year I it was really weird I got sick so many times like I was really unwell like quite a few periods of last year and I was like what is this like I'm the sort of person who says I'd never get ill but I was getting ill and I think I just stopped looking after myself in a way that not looking after myself in like going to the gym and like moving and all of that because I always try and keep active but I stopped kind of I don't know listening to my body and then I got ill and then I like couldn't actually get my immune system back up and that's from like even cooking food like I got so lazy and I'd literally be like oh I'll get a takeout yeah it's still in my head be healthy but I don't know what they've put in the food and now home like home cooking with Matt like we'll just cook with two pans and he eats meat I don't eat meat yeah I eat fish and so I think knowing what goes into your food like for me is a massive thing for body confidence because you actually know what you've eaten instead of being like, oh, it was healthy. But actually you don't, you don't know what's like yeah. gone in. Okay. So to sum it all up, you feel like when you fall in love with yourself, you just inevitably will treat it with more love and care, therefore become more confident. That's what I believe in too. Oh, definitely. I've written yeah. like, a, I actually wrote this long Instagram caption like last month about this. And it's like, it just all goes back to body love. I have tried literally every diet under the sun. And the only thing that works, and I'll tell everybody this big secret, is actually just like 
being nice to yourself and loving yourself and doing things and eating things out of love, not hate. Yeah. Because did you notice like, you know, when, when we'd be mean to ourselves, you know, sometimes I still have moments like that now, but like when I mean to myself, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, overeat because I'm stressed or like, I'm always, I'm just going to do this because like, ugh, you know, yeah. and it's like really negative. It's like a vicious cycle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when you treat your body with love and respect and care, that's when you want to work out and like smash goals. I still have goals for myself, yeah. but like it's not out of hatred for my body. It's like, no. I love it now and I will love it also if it looks this way, like next, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just the way that you see yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, you know, we both really believe in as well. Like the whole confidence thing, like it really is life changing and it affects every single area of our lives. Not even just how we look. It affects our, you know, romantic life. It affects yeah. our, our family life. It affects our, you know, financial work life. Work yeah. life. And It's crazy that this one thing, confidence, like if you lack it, everything in your life seems like shit. And if you have it, everything, you know, will work out. I know. Even like walking into a room of like, uh, say like an event. So we obviously have to go to a lot of events and going to an event on your own is quite daunting. And I said to a friend who was so self-conscious and I can't do this on my own. I was like, yes, you can hold yourself in a way that... Like, roll your shoulders back, like, keep your chest yeah. proud and own it. Like, just be proud to be there. Like, no one, I, I was always taught by my parents, like, no one is better than anyone, no matter how well you're doing, if you're the prime minister or if you're like a, a, a cleaner. Like, no one is better than anyone. And if you treat everyone on this level of respect, equal level of respect, then you'll, you'll respect yourself because you won't ever look at that person. Like I feel like now with the, with the numbers and the statistics of Instagram and everyone's looking up to a one million, like one million follower, uh, Instagrammer. But yet, like a lot of people are like, oh, she's better than me. No, she's not at all. Like that doesn't make her a better person. But yet I will hold myself in, like if I'm feeling a little bit like, oh, even if I'm feeling a little bit tired, I'm like, oh, I don't want to go, go to this event. I put, roll my shoulders back. I hold my chest proud and I walk into that room like, yes, I want to be here. Yes, I'm proud of myself. And no one else is looking at me going, oh God, why is she here? Like I need to, you need to get that out of your head. Like you, yeah, just, just own it. And I, that's so easy to say, but actually not fake it till you make it because I don't really believe in that. But I totally just, believe in fake until you make well, it. I did, but then I was like, actually, I don't like people just like faking it and covering up a oh, problem. Okay, so I use like act as if that yeah, kind I of like, like law of attraction yeah, thing. Yeah, that's really it's, nice. Yeah, so it's I say fake it till you make it, but you're right. If it's something just you're covering up, no, not good. Deal with the actual issue. Yeah, yeah, deal with the issue. But like while you're at it, like if you're like, oh, like I want to feel more confident, just like act as if you're confident, and you know, like just speak to yourself like you're confident and if you do that for long enough you'll end up being confident you know what I mean and confidence is so beautiful like a smile for me I don't even look at what Mm. you're wearing like I look at a smile I look at your like the brightness in your eyes and like your aura yeah (laughs) and that's so true like I sometimes like walk into a room and I'll feel this negative energy and right away it puts me in a really weird like I'm like oh I don't know how to deal with this because I'm just not negative myself Mm. and I, I really struggle with negative people like I love helping people and I'll sit down and I'll talk to my friends whenever they're feeling negative but there's a difference between like a me wanting person, to help yeah. yeah like 
like a negative space or like something they're going through and like I'll always want to help like my friends like you are literally Bob the Builder like you want to fix everything but I don't fix it I just want to listen I just want to be like I'm here and and confidence I feel like it you have to be confident enough to even ask for help like I never Mm. used to ask for help I never used to tell people that I was sad or like I go through things I'd be like oh well no one else wants to know that I'm like feeling a bit funny about this so I'd always say oh like don't talk to anyone Chess, because no one wants to hear it was now if I'm feeling a little bit weird like I'm so honest with my friends and Matt like I'm like I feel really funky today like and then they'll help like get me out of it totally and and even just asking like like to come round to a friend's like if you're feeling a little bit lonely it's fine to feel lonely on your own. Like I lived on my own for a year and it was a bit weird, but I loved it. I, I learned to actually just be with be okay, myself. Yeah. yeah. But now like if I'm feeling a little bit lonely, I'm like, actually I quite like to just see my friends. So don't be afraid to just pick up the phone and be like that. That's what friends are for. Like I, I felt really weird when I, I no, it was like, life changing when I realised that my friends are not just there to like be fun and to talk about things. Like they're there to support you. And if they're not there, then they're not your real friends. Yeah, it's like a relationship too. It's like when I first started dating Ben, I, I was like, oh like this is fun. Like he's a friend, but now he's like my best friend and I can oh, I you know, the good days, the bad days, he'll be there for any single mood I'm in. And like you as humans, like we're meant to we're pack animals. Like we should just be okay with, you know, opening up to other people. And for yeah. a lot, it's hard. Like I only really opened up to two or three people in my life, like really, you know, the real, true, emotional mm. me, um, like full on. And and I think that's, you know, a good number. If you have more friends, that's fine too. But like just ha- being able to have at least one person that you can just share your feelings with and like not keep things in so much, I think is so important, right? Definitely, definitely. And I, I find it, I'm quite like a visual person and I quite like like handwriting. I don't really, mm. I love like computer stuff for work. But if it's like my personal emotions, I get down like a piece of paper. I write down like everything mm. I'm feeling, even if it's literally just scribbles like here and there. Yeah. And I write like different kind of, like kind of put them in groups of like, all right, this is like what I want to do to maybe like make me feel better. These are the things that make me feel amazing. And I kind of write it all down just so I can visualize it and be like, you're not actually, you're not that sad. <laughs> like, yeah, you're I, not. I found it really lonely when I lost my hearing and I lost it in one ear from I didn't boxing. Know that. Yeah. From boxing. Yeah, about two years ago. Oh my God. Um, and I, they think I had a mini stroke, like, yeah, because my heart rate went up to 210 and I collapsed. And then I lost the connection between my ear and my heart. Did someone hit you? No, no, I was boxing a bag, which is so weird. But it was because my heart rate shot up. Yeah. And I felt so alone. And I was like, what what is going on? I've also got tinnitus, so you know, like a high-pitched ringing. Yeah. And that really knocked my confidence. I walked into um, like a going out with my friends for dinner and I couldn't hear anything they said. Like I'd be lip reading, but I'd be like, I can't work out. And I would never understand. I couldn't understand or gauge where sounds were coming from because in your brain, obviously my right, my left side is so loud that like if you drop something over there, my my left ear would hear it so so much louder than my right that I think it was coming from my left side. So I like if it's it's really disorientating. Okay, it's confusing. Yeah, and that for me, I was twenty three at the time, and I was like, I've lost my hearing. I have to wear a hearing aid, which I it took me so long to get into like 
to turn. Do you wear one now? So I wear it for like events where I'm presenting, and I wear it for like a, a place that I have to go to. Like tonight, I'm going to an event, mm. and I probably won't be able to hear many people. Um, so that really knocked my confidence, and that's something that I don't really talk about too much because. I know that there are people out there that have lost all their hearing and they're, they're completely deaf. So I always feel like... Oh, I what is it? S- yeah, what's it like to me yeah, to complain, you know? Exactly, and I'm not complaining. I always try and share so that other people that are going through it mm. and I try and use my voice on social media to be like I've I've been through this so you can but um yeah it was really win that was a huge confidence knock but then for me now I'm proud of my hearing aid and whenever yeah. I wear it people are like oh my god what's that they think it's like a bluetooth um speaker for my phone no way yeah you know people like yeah those. and I'm like no 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 it's a hearing aid and they're like that's so cool but then I think if people are wearing glasses because they can't yeah. see and glasses are now cool, why shouldn't a hearing aid be cool? Oh my God, like, I love that. I'm 20, 25 and I wear a hearing aid. But yeah, if if I'd like worn one or saw someone wearing one when I was like 21, I'd be like, oh my God, that like only 90 year olds wear hearing aids. But now I'm like, you know what? It's all about perspective. It is. It's yeah. all about perspective. Changing your thoughts on, on something and your opinions. Like, obviously, it's amazing that everyone has opinions. The world would be so boring if they didn't. But my opinion on, like, hearing aids or, or hearing technology now has completely changed. Like, back from when I was, yeah, younger. And yeah. I was a bit, like, not naive to it, but mm. I kind of didn't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's with anything. Everybody has something about them that they might be a little bit self-conscious about. Mm. For example, like I've always had a bit of eczema on my arms. And I remember being so young, like a 10-year-old girl at summer camp. And I would wear long sleeve shirts in the middle of the summer Aww. all summer long because I was so embarrassed of these little red dots on my arms. That It was not even eczema. It's rosacea. Yeah. And nobody would even notice. No. Like, it's not even that bad at all. Like, nobody would notice. No. And it consumed me when we oh. were, like, you know, for swimming practice and stuff. Like, I was so self-conscious. And, like, you know, looking back, I'm like, I've lost so many years know, of my why? life worrying about something that literally doesn't matter. Worrying about what people that I don't even care about think about me. Mm-hmm. It's like, what a waste of time when you I realize know. that you only have, you know, X amount of years left on this planet that that your life is not indefinite. Like you just kind of, things come into perspective. And I think recently I've realized that I'm like, what is like, I think God, I went through that because now I know what I know now, Mm -hmm. but it's like, imagine people that don't deal with that and that stay that self-conscious till they're like 50, 60, then they finally get over it. And they're like, oh shit. Yeah. Just wasted half it my life. wasn't that bad. Yeah. I think the older we get, the more we appreciate that actually like, all these things that we think are bad and imperfect and obviously it's not helped by media and this perception of perfection Mm -hmm. I I think that that's obviously heightening people's insecurities but I just think the more we share imperfect pictures and images and stories the more that it helps people just realize that they're normal and they're okay and and actually we we all go through things like you said everyone's got their own like my my dad's got this birthmark on his leg which is really weird because mum's got a really similar one as <gasps> no well way. like you're meant to be and it looks like a map on his leg so it's like darkest yeah. patches 
but it's like it's it's really pronounced like mm. you can really see it and i've always just grown up like think it was so cool but he was so conscious like kids would ruin him when he was mm. younger and now like he 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 doesn't matter at all he doesn't mind at all but kids are the one that, that notice it and they're like oh, wow what's that on your leg and like they find it fascinating whereas when he was younger he got bullied about it from kids and it's just like i think i just hope that in the next few years we're going to have this real like revelation like this build up to people just celebrating differences and therefore mm. everyone will be like oh my god i i can finally be confident yeah. about something that completely knocked my self esteem when i was younger totally but i think you've got to go through that as much as it's horrible that we go through these stages of like hating our body and and really wishing that we were like someone else because say they didn't have rose, rosacea on their on their arm but as much as it's horrible going through those moments i think they shape us and they really do make us and yes there's there's a limit to that i think if you're going through that mindset for for a period of time that's longer than say like a year then it's horrible but to go through those little short like they they do they make you grow like they they shape you as a woman and, and imagine woman. imagine yeah. if you were born perfect imagine if you had zero problems and not that this actually exists but you know imagine if you had everything you wanted hell that'd be boring and you would be so (laughs) ununique if that's a word there would be nothing that sets you apart from the crowd and it's just like you know people that love you love you for you and not for you know you being perfect but just for you like ben has fallen more and more in love with me the more that he learns about me, the more he learns about my insecurities, my imperfections, like, all these things. Like, and, you know, think about it in your own life as well. Don't you love how, like, you know, the people in your life have these quirks about them? And, you know, it's just, it makes them real. You wouldn't be human if you didn't have something that was, you know, a little bit, quote, wrong with you or something a little bit that you'd be self-conscious about, you know? Um, So I think that's just such a great mentality towards things. Um, so do you have like any actionable tips for the listeners or viewers right now um, just to kind of help them with their self-confidence? Obviously you said just like giving yourself a pep talk when you're feeling down and like knowing that like you don't need to be perfect all the time, but are there any other things that you do for like self-care? So for body confidence, and I'll split these into like body confidence and just confidence in general, body confidence I always think the best moments in my life and the the most memorable times with my friends and family and everything else is nothing to do with my body and how I look. And I always remind people, I'm like, what was your favorite, what's your favorite memory? And they'll say like, oh God, when me and my boyfriend went away and it was just amazing. We had this gorgeous dinner and it was just sunlight. And I'm like, did you once think about your body in that whole memory? And they were like, no. And I, exactly, like no one is, like you said, no one, if they're your best friends or your family, no one is judging you for what you look like. If they love you, they love you for what is deep inside you, what is your core, what what your energy is about. And the the things that you make people feel, like I, I always go on how people make me feel. If they make me feel amazing and comfortable and really like myself, then I love them. If they make me feel a bit on edge and like just not 
like happy and they just strip me they're like a vampire like they suck my energy I don't like that person so I think go back to if you're really struggling with your body confidence for say an event tonight or whatever go back and think of your best most memorable times and be like nothing was ever to do with my body so it puts it into perspective I think for me and then confidence in general I just think learning more and more about yourself and what works for you. And I said this at the beginning, having that real connection with yourself and actually just just finding that root. If there is a problem, finding out what is going on. And you don't have to do that alone. Like I said, there is specialist help. But just getting to know yourself. Like you said, Ben's got to know you. I think just taking some time. And, and your body's an experiment, I think. And with your mind, it's an experiment. For some people, they'll read like a caption on Instagram and be like, oh, well, that made them happy. That might not work for you. There's like, how many of there are, are there of us in the world? Like nine billion. Exactly. Something? So I don't know, guys. I'm. I think uh, like ten billion. I don't know. Something like that. How, we'll ask. Seven to Wait, twelve billion. Alexa, how many people are there in the world? As of 2017, the population of the world has been estimated at seven point five billion. 7.5 billion. Oh, right. I was right. There's 7.5 billion of us billion in the world. Of us. And like, at nothing, like, I just don't think every one of us is different. And we're our own like science experiment. I always mm. think like, just experiment with things. Don't be scared to be like, actually, you know what? I'm not feeling great. So I'm going to try something completely different. So mm. just find exactly what's worked for you and hope like it is just a long process I think even at 25 like I'm still learning about things that make me happy and like even silly things like getting home and for me happiness is feeling so calm in where we are right now like in my nest and like having like prints all over the wall that make me feel great and like having candles like making your home a safe space and having like a real nice just just place for you to come back even if you just live in a room and you're just sharing like a a room um making that a really happy place and that in turn just turns in that then turns into confidence and I think happiness like you said happiness and confidence go hand hand in hand yeah for me my big tip would be journaling um let's say for example this morning I'm pretty anxious or I can feel pretty anxious and stressed about my work life at the moment. Like there's a lot going on, a lot of things that are a bit uncertain and a lot of things that, you know, if they happen, it's like the best. If they don't, it's the worst kind of thing. And it's just not in my control, the outcome right now. So I woke up feeling pretty anxious this morning and I spent a half hour just journaling. Before even doing a morning routine, I just journaled and I wrote down what, how I was feeling and, and it was a little pep talk at the end. I was like, listen, this is fine. Like, look at where you are in life right now. You're totally fine. Mm -hmm. You have a backup plan. Like you're going to be totally fine. Like the universe has your back. Like the universe rewards people that work hard and are their best selves. And you're one of those. So you're okay. And it made me feel so much better. Good. That's amazing. And I'm a writer. So it's like, yeah, that was easy for me. But if you, you know, are, if you do a good tip, I actually did this once like last year. I was feeling really down and I I recorded on my voice memos on my phone a little pep talk. It was oh. like 10 minutes long. It was like, listen, this is great. You're going to have this. Like, this is fine. Just keep working towards it. This, this, this. And I would listen to it when I'd be down. Oh, I love that. So that's also a really good tip if you're constantly feeling a bit down and not confident. But 
It's so true. The last thing I want to say about confidence, though, it's like, have you ever met a guy? Like, obviously, when we were both single, you know. Yeah. Have you Shout ever out met- to Ben and Matt. Hey, guys. Um, <laughs> but have you ever met a guy that isn't physically mo- the most attractive person in the world? Like, he's not, like, a gorgeous model. Um, but the way that he holds himself and his confidence makes you completely change your mind about the first impression you got from him. Oh, like yeah. I've met guys that I'm like, eh, go away. And then they start talking to me. I'm like, oh, damn. You know? Oh, hello. Like, right? Yeah. So it's like you can – if men can do that, women can do that too. So it's like if you walk into the room and you're like, I'm going to smash this, you know, interview for this job or I'm going to do so well on this date. Like this guy, you know, like he doesn't even deserve me. You know, like just be <laughs> extra confident and, and just – it. You will go so much farther in life and you'll get what you want, I think, personally. Um, so, yeah, that's a good tip, too. But or what, that wasn't even a tip. That was just a fact that, that <laughs> men can be more attractive with their personalities, be more confident. But, um, yeah, so that's what I got to say about it. I love that. We're at 45 minutes, Jessie. Oh, my God. 45 minutes. Wow. I mean, yeah, I think for, for both of us, we share so many different messaging, but I think, yeah, just kind of taking on what we've said and just working out if any of it actually helps you and just trying them. Like, I, I think it, it's like with diets. If you try it for like a day, obviously it's not going to work. This has to be like, if it is your priority to become more confident and it is something that you really want to focus on do the things that Mimi and I have shared and and actually just take them and be like, right, okay, I'm going to do this for two weeks and or three, four, whatever. And if it makes me feel amazing, stick to it. If not, then try something else. Like exactly. we've given a lot here and some of them just might, might work for you. So hopefully they do. Yay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure to go check out Chessie. Do you want to tell them your socials that you're up to? Um, yeah, so it's Chessie King with double G because someone stole Chessie King with one G. Um, I don't even know like who it is. It's really weird. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then my YouTube is just Chessie King. Um, but I've only just really started that. Everyone's like, you really need to start YouTube. And yeah. I was like, no, it's just another thing to do. And I'm so busy. But then I was like, I found like a love for it instead of just doing it because yeah. I had to. So yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Bye guys. <laughs>